Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here, much more importantly, uh, a wonderful lady living a wonderful life, a selfless life. And she has, uh, has dedicated so much of her time to her community, uh, her church, and, and so much more. Uh, Yvonne Coleman-Lowry is our very special guest. Uh, Yvonne, am I pronouncing everything correctly? Lowry, is that? You are. That's, yeah. Yes, correct. Sometimes Yvonne accents. Yvonne Coleman-Lowry. Yeah, sometimes accents change things. And I know you're speaking to us from, from Texas and uh, uh, thrilled to have you. Um, welcome. Thank you. We were just talking a little bit off mic, and I remember the last time we spoke, this is a continuing series, something very fascinating came up. And, and again, I'll, I'll let you uh, discuss that more in detail. And I certainly don't want to tell tales out of school, but we did talk about it on mic. But you, your dad was a printer, a prominent printer, and, and your mother was a, a photographer. And she became a professional photographer, which I thought was groundbreaking for a woman at, at that point, and she was really a, a pathfinder or a, a, a pave-the-way type person, and uh, and I, I thought it was uh, fascinating. She wasn't in the military, but didn't people come to her with some uh, some work? And what what was it? Was it military people who came there? Refresh my memory. Oh well, uh, my uh, uh, my the, all of, everybody, all the men that uh, went into the military and women. Uh, in the military uh, during the Second World War at that time, uh, mother made their photographs at church, and daddy built, uh, framed them all, made frames, and they had them in the uh, church building so that every Sunday or whatever nights or days they were there, that people could see these are the men in our congregation that are in the military. And it, was, it became a very big uh, uh, display. And uh, and and I have given to the uh, Knoxville uh, Historical Society and University of Tennessee uh, all the negatives that she had because I certainly didn't know how to do any use any of them and we decided that that would be the best way and because they can uh, get word out to people to find out who everybody is because I'm sure names are not on everything. Yeah, right. But it's 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 important that you did that, and you know they they know what they're doing. I mean, you know, big university like the University of Tennessee, they get it. And when there's there's something uh, important there, and, and let's face it, anything to to do with our military men and women uh, is very important. And um, the idea that uh, that we're preserving this uh, forever, it's a, it was thoughtful on your part to do that, but I. If I'm remembering correctly, there was something you, your your mother uh, w- was she shown? And again, you got to pardon my ignorance here. Uh, it was a while ago since we spoke, but was she shown um, uh, negatives or or pictures of of bombings? Uh, w- oh yes, uh, working for the TDA, uh, her one of her contracts or what things that she did was to process United States uh, military film. And uh, uh, and what I mentioned to you was that 
uh, and she did not mention this at all until, you know, she was in her 70s or 80s, that uh, she shall never forget when she processed the films for the bombing of Japan. Wow. Yeah, just, I, I mean, but that's, wow. And uh, it, it's it's one of those historic moments. And I guess, you know, you 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 heard it and you're so close to it and, and it doesn't, it doesn't have the same effect you hearing it as it did me, and I'm sure some of our listeners will uh, will have. But I mean, that's a you know, it's a pretty exclusive club that I imagine has even seen those pictures originally when they uh, when they came there. You don't have those negatives, do you? Oh no, and and of course she was always told you are never to tell anybody, and I think it was because I have a Japanese Girl Scout daughter that she. Uh, uh, you know, all of that came back to her, and uh, and, and so mother, you know, uh, you know, mentioned then then that you know, you know that she, you know, this is many years after the after the war. Yeah, Frank McKay here with uh, Yvonne Coleman Lowry, and uh, she's just uh, again just a, a remarkable woman with a, an amazing career. Uh, thrilled to have. Uh, Yvonne here as part of a, a, an extended radio series. L- let me ask you about uh, the Girl Scouts. Uh, we haven't uh, haven't discussed that all that much, but you, you've done tremendous work with uh, really what was a great organization, and it's uh, it, it's it's been around for a while. What can you tell us about your work with the Girl Scouts? I became a Brownie Girl Scout in 1942 in the second grade. Uh, Girl Scouting now takes in. Uh, uh, preschoolers um, uh, with a program called Daisies, and that was the name uh, that the founder of Girl Scouts in the USA, Juliet Gordon Lowe, she went by the nickname of Daisy. And so the youngest uh, program in uh, in Girl Scouts uh, USA is uh, Daisies. But when I back in in 1942 uh, Girl Scouting started in second grade with uh, Browning Girl Scouts and it my 60 year pen this past uh, year uh, that I've been in Girl Scouts of course most of that was as as adult but uh, I was a Girl Scout for 10 years uh, when I was in school yeah it's it's fascinating when you when you mention this um, you mentioned 1942 in 1942, we were still, uh, still, we were just getting deeply into the into World War II. Uh, at that point, what a moment in history to uh, to to focus on. And uh, again, I mean, Hitler was still in power, and he was uh, it was uh, this major threat, and the Japanese, of course, and and the uh, the Italians uh, under Mussolini were there. But what what a time period! And you were you were just joining the Brownies. At that point, and my my troop leader, troop leaders were parents, mothers, and she was a first World War One uh, war bride from Belgium. And one of the projects that we did, uh, and I, you know, this is, I guess, of all the brownie things, I mean, Girl Scouting that I did as a child, that this stands out the most. But she was still in contact with. Um, her friends in Belgium, and some of them had girl guides. Most of the world calls their Girl Scout program girl guiding, 
and uh, there's the World Association of Girl Guides and Girl Scouts. And uh, anyway, uh, they need they needed just basics of supplies. And I remember that she decided that a project for us would be to send them boxes. And so each of us were uh, had to find our own uh, shoe box. Back in those days, they were. Uh, I guess they still are made out of cardboard, and them uh, toothbrush, toothpaste, soap, washcloth, and a small toy. And now my my daddy being a printer, one of his customers was a candy company, and how hard it was to get chocolate candy, Hershey's or whatever in those days. And except I, we never went without, and people always said, "How can you be having candy bars like that?" But anyway, the uh, man uh, at, at the company uh, gave us Hershey candy bars, and Daddy found some special paper that we could wrap them in, so that being in the bottom of a ship going, you know, overseas. Uh, uh, it wouldn't melt to get on everything that they in them, and so. Uh, but anyway, uh, doing those boxes, uh, and since then, of course, I've, I've done many a box. But I guess being oh, six and seven years old, that that was really impressive for me to be able to do that. Yeah, well, you're not kidding. But it, it's something that you could relate with, and and it's just it's smart. I mean, it's smart uh, for the. Uh, the leaders, the uh, the troop leaders, and uh, the mentors that are taking you under their wings, and the parents, you know, your parents as well, to uh, to include uh, these young girls involved in something that they would have an interest in, in <laughs> sending chocolate, and it was it was so uh, so hard to get. Uh, Frank McKay here with Yvonne Coleman Lowry. And uh, we're talking a little bit about the Girl Scouts today and, and so much more of her, her life. Uh, she's the, the daughter of a prominent uh, printer and, uh, and, and her father and her mom as a photographer. Just uh, absolutely uh, amazing careers, both of them. And, uh, and this, uh, this lady here has just been wonderful, a witness to history in so many ways, uh, Yvonne Coleman Lowry here with me Frank McKay let me go back to that as a you uh, as a brownie uh, how long have the brownies been in existence I mean is it is it something that uh, I, you know your grandmother could have been involved in what year did the um, did the brownies come in okay Girl Scouting began in 1912 uh, with Juliet Gordon Lowe who uh, uh, was a woman from Savannah uh, she uh, had married a man by the name of oh Lowe. That was her, her uh, maiden name was Gordon, and uh, and they and she lived in uh, United Kingdom for a number of years. And matter of fact, in uh, uh, later in the fall of this year, I am going on a Juliet Lowe Britain Heritage Tour, and we're going to start in. Uh, uh, oh, I can't even think. Uh, in Scotland, Edinburgh, yeah. uh, because uh, she lived there for a number of years, and she uh, designed and built a fence and gate, uh, and there's a replica of it in Savannah at this time, but we are going to get to see that gate. It has been restored. Wow. 
and uh, I, we're really excited about that. The house they lived in is now a business, but, uh, uh, you know, to be able to go back, matter of fact, this is my 22nd trip to the U.K., and most of that has been because of Girl Scouting. Well, that is where the world headquarters are in London. And at that uh, you know, same campus, there is a world center. And uh, I was there for the dedication in 1991. That's fascinating that you got to do that much travel with the, with the Girl Scouts. Where else did you travel other than the U.K.? Um the World Association of Girl Guiding and Girl Scouting has four world centers that have permanent uh, places. Uh, the one in London, uh, the first one was in uh, Switzerland called Our Chalet. And I can remember probably in the sixth grade when I learned about it saying, someday I'm going to go there. And it was the last of the four centers that I got to, but that's okay. Uh, and there's one in India, it's called our, uh, uh, no man, well, there's one in India, and then there's one in Mexico, and uh, our chalet, Sangam, S-A-N-G-A-M, in, uh, which means coming together uh, in India, uh, our chalet in uh, Switzerland, and is now called uh, Pax Lodge in uh, in the UK, in London. It's, you know, it's interesting, uh, you know, that you you get that much history with uh, with something as, you know, again, as prominent with the Girl Scouts that we don't know about. I'm sure the, the majority of the, the listeners here know very little about the Girl Scouts. We know how long um, and, and how, uh, how important they've been in the development of young girls and... Really, uh, leadership, even, you know, a lot of people have told me that I, I know men that were, were heavily involved in the leadership of the, the Girl Scouts. And, it, you know, it's not just exclusive to den mothers. I mean, there's den fathers or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, it. but I, I have, you know, some prominent members of our community that are men that are heavily involved with the uh, with the Girl Scouts. And um, and and what a lot of them have said to me is that they learned how to be leaders by uh, the uh, you know the experience they had as uh, as mentors and as leaders uh, of Girl Scout troops. Uh, have, you must oh, have yes. heard that for years. Oh yes, and that that's what is uh, uh, so wonderful about the Girl Scout program that the parents are involved. And uh, in, when we get to my high school days, I'll talk about another organization. Uh, but it was teacher involvement. And I think having parents involved means so much. And I know having uh, the experience of being with a leader on the beginning in, when I became a Brownie Girl Scout, uh, of, of her being from Belgium and the experiences and the songs that she taught us and those kind of things. Because in Girl Scouting, you sing a lot. And uh, I never had a, a beautiful voice or anything, but, you know, that part of it is uh, you and very me important. both. You and me, <laughs> you and me. Both. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's it's important to point out that you know, especially people that are thinking about getting involved in the Girl Scouts or getting their child involved in the girls, you don't need to um, have any particular skill or talent. 
um, to to have a very productive time and a, and, and a fun time with the Girl Scouts. It it, it doesn't, uh, you, you know, it, if you're if if you can't sing or and look look how active you've been involved and how long you've been involved with the Girl Scouts and you just said I don't have a beautiful singing voice. Um, but I think people should know that you know that there's I, it, it's not uh, it, it, it it's not going to hurt them if they don't have those particular skills or if they can't dance or. Oh, that- and but not only that, uh, I don't know how many councils there are in the United States, but uh, they're, they're, you know they have trainers. I mean, I've, I served as trainers uh, for a number of years uh, on you know the program levels. There was you know there's like the Daisy Girl Scouts and there's Brownie Girl Scouts. Oh, I hadn't even thought about this in a while. Um, and then uh, then then the senior and ambassadors uh, in the high school. Uh, Ages, and I used to uh, work with the the high school uh, girls. Uh, oh, back in the '60s and '70s, and uh, well, and I guess I did through the '80s, uh, taking girls to the the four world centers, and as well as taking adults separately. Uh, so I've had wonderful experiences that way, and therefore. Uh, when you go to a, uh, an event at a world center, for instance, well, like say, let's say in Sangam, uh, we had people from all over the all over the world, but there was a, a large number from the United States and uh, Great Britain or the United Kingdom. And I have so many friends, particularly in the UK, uh, as I think in, that in the fall here I am going on this trip. Uh, how many people I need to get in touch with and we're going to be moving quite a bit from place to place and you know who do I know in that area that maybe can come to have breakfast with us or something like that uh, uh, while we're at a a guide center uh, there so I'm looking forward to to all those exciting things to well I'm thinking about Christmas cards that I got this year Uh, you know the only time we ever communicate is by uh, that or through email and it's so wonderful to be able to uh, stay in contact with people around the world that way well let me remind folks um of who we're speaking to and we encourage everyone to binge listen to everything that we've done here yvonne coleman lowry is our very special guest and you can see us all over the internet and, and the the important shows that we've done before part of a continuing series with the wonderful activist, and and again, the first time we're really getting into uh, the Girl Scout portion of her life. Uh, uh, Yvonne, stay right with us. Uh, we've got another segment coming up with Frank McKay here, uh, and urging everyone to binge listen to everything that we're doing. Just give us a final thought on your earliest memory of of the Girl Scouts and and that that chocolate um, experience. And uh, you know, to me, it's. Uh, it's just very wise getting getting the girls involved in the in, in the effort uh, with with chocolate. I mean, it's it just seemed like a wise move. And of course, uh, well, Girl Scouts do sell uh, chocolates and, and some things like that. But of course, the big thing in Girl Scouting is cookie sales. And I can remember the first time I was able to sell Girl Scout cookies. I I, I guess they probably gave us some. A box that had uh, maybe a dozen boxes in it, uh, and I can remember walking home from school. Some places I didn't even know who lived there, but I would knock on the door to see if there's anybody there that I wanted to buy a box of Girl Scout cookies. And of course, that is a, a big way that uh, 
uh, Girl Scout councils are able to support themselves of the sales of Girl Scout cookies. And it teaches the girls salesmanship, uh, being able to speak with people, and then, of course, being able to, you know, have money. And when it's time to turn in the money for the cookies, that it comes out okay as far as price and all this kind of thing. It's a it's a good uh, way to, to teach girls uh, a business and also the use of money and how to to take care of it. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I just think it's it's wonderful. Stay right with us, Yvonne. We're not done with you, uh, but uh, Yvonne Coleman-Lowry is our very special guest. Binge listen to everything that we're doing here. Thank you, uh, Yvonne, but stay right with us. And I'm going to encourage everyone to, uh, again, binge listen to everything that we've been doing. And uh, and thank you very much all for listening each and every week. Frank McKay signing off. Yvonne Coleman-Lowry has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. Oh, 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 oh,